Here we are, 100 episodes. A hundred! A hundred! A hundred! One hundred episodes. Yeah, go us. Yeah! Well, welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts and engage with us on social media at symbol the watchlist pod and wish us a happy 100th episode anniversary. Woo, yeah. Whoa, yeah. Hi, Patty. Hello. All righty then. Wow. What? Well, after 100 episodes, we finally. <laughs> We have our shit down. It's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I but I do have to say something on this episode. I found out uh, one of our listeners. I found out who one of our listeners are. Oh, only and, one? Well, <laughs> and I said that to her, too. I said, oh, so you're the listener. Um, <laughs> but um, we just happened to be at a at a at a viewing the other day. And. And this person is very dear to us and Laura's family and, and so forth. And without giving too much information away, I just want to send a special shout out to Karen and and to her entire family and to Laura's family as well. And, and just say we are thinking about you and thank you for listening. I hope our podcast helps as you are on your walks, as I found out she listens to us while she is walking. So that is good. Oh, nice. So hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. Boy, did we watch crap for you this week? No, we didn't watch. It, it, it's not all crap. It is not all crap. It's not all crap. So what did you watch? Uh, how many things did you watch? So this week I watched three things. I watched a series on Netflix called Tribes of Europa. Oh, yeah. I saw the previews for that. I watched a movie called Ashfall. Okay. And I saw Raya and the Last Dragon. I want to hear your review of that because I would very much like to see that. And that's one you had to pay for. Yes, that is one that is not free with your Disney Plus subscription. You need to sign up for the Premier Access, pay $29.99. And then you could watch it, or I think it's at theaters. So I will let you know if it's worth $29.99. So stay tuned. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. What did you watch? What's on your list? All right. So this week, I I and I told you last show too, I, I had this hankering to watch the new Tom and Jerry movie. So I watched Tom and Jerry on okay. HBO Max. Uh, I watched a a new series that is just debuted on Amazon Prime called Tell Me Your Secrets. It's a murder mystery. And then the big new release on Amazon Prime, Coming to America. Ooh. The sequel to Coming to America starring Eddie Murphy. So we'll get to those big ones later on in the show. I know. Such a tease. Take yeah. that, Pete Marzano. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Got to tease the radio, man. Yeah. All right. So. So, so why don't you kick us off there? I will start with the movie Ashfall. I 
have no idea how I found it. I think we were just poking through Amazon Prime. And this trailer came up and we watched it and I'm like, ooh, that looks really good. So we went to go get to watch it, found out you had to rent it. But it was $3.99 to rent it or $3.99 to buy it. And I thought, well, it's $3.99 either way. Why not just buy it? Um, okay. Yeah. I, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is a South Korean action film disaster movie. There's <laughs> an active volcano straddling the China-North Korea border. Mm-hmm. And it suddenly erupts. And that causes severe e- earthquakes in both North and South Korea and all the pandemonium that ensues with that. And like every disaster movie, the scientists are there saying, I told you so, but you didn't listen to me. Mm-hmm. And all the government officials are like, what do we do now? How do we, how do we fix this? And the scientist is like, well, it's a volcano. You don't really fix it. But I suppose if you do this thing with this nuclear bomb and let the pressure out through the bottom of the volcano, it will what? go off. That is bullshit, man. <laughs> I'm telling bullshit. you. Bullshit. I'm telling you. There's always some ridiculous way to save the day. So basically, if you shake a soda pop and you gently open the cap and it doesn't no, no. explode, that's the way to defuse no, no, a bomb? No. If you shake a, bom- a soda a bottle of soda and pop a hole in the bottom all of that pressure and soda will come out the bottom of the bottle so that when you open the top nothing happens that's bullshit bullshit <laughs> yes the exactly. oh, fuck <laughs> you know it's an action disaster movie so i allowed it because interestingly enough While this disaster is happening, off to the side, as the people are trying to go get the nuclear bomb, because South Korea has no nuclear weapons, there's this whole team of people with their own agenda. They have to get this guy out of prison because he knows how to get to where these nuclear bombs are in North Korea. Okay. Because he's a prisoner from North, a North Korean prisoner here in South Korea. But also the Americans are there getting upset that South Korea is stealing North Korea's bombs because America should have them. So that whole thing is going on off to the side while this volcano is doing its volcano menace. I know. I know. They have so much time for all this other stuff while a volcano is happening. This is bu- <laughs> it's, it is a, it is what you would expect from any volcano movie. Nothing is set in reality. It's all made up bullshit. But it was damned entertaining to watch. It really was. It was damned but entertaining. On the, but on the level that Sharknado is is entertaining to watch. Sharknado knows it's being stupid. This one is like we're trying to be serious. So you get oh. it's that different level of entertaining. It's like okay. you really think this is serious. This is funny as shit. Versus 
you know you're being stupid, and that's hysterical with Sharknado. And what's this called again? This is called Ashfall. Okay. On Amazon Prime, like three ninety nine or so, and it does have a couple a girl from a bunch of the other Korean shows that I've been watching, isn't it? So as I'm watching, I'm like, hey, it's that girl from that thing we watched. There, I am getting to the point with Korean TV series and movies where I'm always seeing that guy from that thing or that girl that's been in stuff. I'm kind of digging it. Well, I would imagine <laughs> that if you watch enough of any any country's movies, you know, whether it's Spain, South Korea, the UK, here, you're going to see actors that roll over into other stuff and yeah, other productions. Yeah. I, I just wasn't expecting country. to see it so quickly. So quickly oh. as I have. Well, well. Yeah. But is it worth watching? I wouldn't pay money to watch it. If it turns up on Netflix, yes. I would say, Toads, go ahead and watch it. This is only from 2019. Only from 2019. Um, so it may or may so, not appear on Netflix eventually. But right now, uh, it's only for for rent or purchase on Amazon or probably other places where you get your movies rented, purchased. Uh, all right. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I don't buy that volcano shit. Oh, I can yeah. suspend <laughs> a lot of disbelief. Like I can even I suspend disbelief enough that two shuttles are going to slingshot around the moon going at several hundred thousand miles an hour, land on the back of an asteroid, drill into the asteroid, plant nuclear weapons, and blow the asteroids up from the inside before they impact Earth. Okay. <laughs> Over, we're going to put a bomb at the bottom of a volcano <laughs> so that it doesn't... All right, you have a point. Erupt. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. It's all so fucking ridiculous. Shut up. It was, it was good. It was Bruce Willis. It was 98. It was, you know? it was damned entertaining. All right. Exactly. So the first movie I've got is Tom and Jerry. Mm -hmm. And I, you just talk about entertaining. It's entertaining. Is it really? But, but what I, it, it is, <laughs> you know, but I'm not five. So, so am I going to rewatch this? Certainly not. But this world exists there is a the cartoon world and the the regular world coexist so nobody thinks anything of an animated dog or an animated cat walking down the street you know it just is so chloe grace moretz plays plays a woman who is trying to get a job doing something and moving beyond her station and she happens to scam her way into a job at a very highfalutin New York hotel. They couldn't, you know, probably say the Waldorf Astoria, but sort of along those lines. Well, anyway, there is a big wedding that is happening that particular week. And through shenanigans, she's actually put in charge of it. While Tom and Jerry move into the hotel and create their own shenanigans. So very much like like they do, you know, Jerry's trying to be a cool mouse. Tom is after this mouse. Classic stuff. What I liked about this movie is that if you've paid attention and you really, 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 really liked Tom and Jerry 
over the years, especially the old, old ones that we used to watch. There are there are so many Easter eggs for people to pick up on. And I think they do a really good job of bringing certain characters back and how they treat them. It, it was a good nostalgic watch for me. Mm-hmm. It's entertaining. I would give it like two and a half stars, but I'm seeing it through 50-year-old eyes. If I were, you know, way back when watching the old Tom and Jerry's, I would have given this fucking movie like four stars, especially if I was like 10 years old. But any hoosie, it's Tom and Jerry. It's on HBO Max and you can watch it. They released it last week and you always have a month to watch stuff on HBO Max. So you probably have like two and a half, three weeks left by the time this this episode airs. Our 100th episode. A hundred. So you 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 probably have like two and a half weeks left to watch this on HBO Max. But what's also surprising is that this released day and date in movie theaters, and it's and its opening weekend it made almost fourteen million dollars at the box office box office. So theaters actually saw something of a little bit of a heartbeat after Tom and Jerry. So in so if you have kids, and you definitely have younger kids who. Um, the sad part is it would be a funnier, more entertaining movie the more you knew Tom and Jerry. Mm-hmm. But can you watch this movie and and still enjoy yourself? Yes, absolutely. It is absolutely rated PG. And feel free to, to plop your kids in front of the TV if you have HBO Max to watch it. But I'm not ever going to watch it again. <laughs> okay. So it was that good. It's well, there are certain things like Lion King I will watch like fucking all the time, every time. Mm-hmm. But Tom and Jerry was slapsticky enough that I've seen it once and I'm good. I got I got my nostalgic fix from it, but for a kid, pr- parents be prepared to put that shit on repeat. Mm, great. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The uh next thing I have is on Netflix. And it's a series called Tribes of Europa. This is a I've Ger- seen previews of yeah, this. This is a German TV series. It is set mm. in 2074, dystopian planet Earth. And there Europe has had some global catastrophe. Well, the world has had a global catastrophe because it's global. But Europe is now <laughs> broken up into different group different factions and tribes so to speak different europe's in europe no yeah they're different tribes in this dystopian world in 2074 they don't know what happened the big disaster some of the the younger people know that this happened know there was a big thing that happened that there was a before times the adults remember the before times in 2074 because they were kind of kids at the time but more of the the in-depth knowledge of what really happened is gone i'll be 104 mm, yeah so will i <laughs> <laughs> that, that's just i don't know why i interjected that but go right ahead so all and all that so all the tribes have been fighting with each other forever and there's this one family they're part of this tribe that kind of wandered off into the forest to never be heard from again because they don't want a part of anybody else's anything. They want to stay out of it all. 
Well, the outside world comes in and tribes attack them and then shit goes down and it's really slow moving in the beginning. Really slow moving in the beginning. And then the final two episodes, all this shit happens and it's over and it has a total of six episodes. Did you watch the German series called Dark? With these people going into a cave and time travel and shit? No, I did not. Ah, okay. Well, then it won't matter that one of the guys from Dark is in this. Because you didn't see it. No, I didn't. It won't matter because you didn't see it. But again, that proves my point that, you know, when when you're in a certain film market, actors are going to do other stuff. Oh, duh. Yeah, they do. Actors do all kinds of things. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I highly why. recommend Dark on Netflix. There's a couple of seasons of it, and it that one is way better than Tribes of Europa. Way better. Uh, okay. Far more engaging, far more uh, mysterious, and what the fuck is going on? Uh, it's about this town, and there's this cave in town, and all these kids are, like, disappearing. And they all go through this cave and there's time travel and shit and happens and it's called dark and you really need to watch that. Don't really pay attention to tribes of Europa because it is slow as fuck. It is ridiculous. Mm. And when shit finally happens, that's the end of it. So if they're going to do a season two, wait until season two is out. Then maybe you'll get 12 episodes in a full story. Yeah. Well, that's that's it's funny that you have that review because my next review is sort of the same kind of. All right, I need to get through some of this, um, and it's called "Tell Me Your Secrets," and it's on Amazon Prime. So if you have Prime Video, you're all about this. And it just got released within the last, I would say, a couple of weeks or so, and it stars Lily Rob who most people know from American Horror Story, like several seasons of American Horror Story. And it's about a woman who is trying to restart her life in the witness protection program because she was involved with a a serial killer who may or may not have anything to do with the seven-year disappear, you know, a disappearance of a girl that's going on seven years. And the mother of that girl is played by Amy Brenneman. And Amy Brenneman at this point is so consumed with trying to find her daughter. She doesn't really give a shit how she appears or who she steps on or who she kind of uses to get information. But Lily Robb plays a woman who's trying to get her life back in order. And, you know... Does she have something to do with this girl's death? There's a new girl who goes missing from a house for wayward teens that just happens to be in the shit town that she set up shop in, you know, but the first episode, Laura and I looked at each other like, did we miss something? Did was what's going on here? And it's one of those shows that doesn't kind of give you a lead in. Hmm. It doesn't have any explanation you're just kind of dropped right into it but if you can swim it's worth sticking with because i'm gripped now okay 
and I'm three episodes in, and it is a total of uh, 10 episodes. Okay. And each one is about 47, 48 minutes long. And it looks like it it should have been on network TV somewhere. But when I checked, you know, Amazon Prime, it said 2021. I wonder if it was so, made for a network that and no network ever bothered to pick it up. Maybe that that could very well be because there are definitive breaks in it for a commercial. You can okay. tell it doesn't just go from one scene to the next like a lot of streaming shows do. There are definite breaks where you can see where a commercial would be placed. Huh. But okay. I think it's good. You just have to slog through the first episode, episode and a half. I'm not sure if Laura thinks it's great. Okay. But but I think this is another in a nice long line of shows with not only female leads, but also you see the acting chops of certain people. Like Jessica Beale's show, the one that we talked about an episode or two ago, Lily Robb is now the lead in this show. It it's it's coming to a new sort of of genre and I'm, and I'm really digging this. So it's called Tell Me Your Secrets. And it is on Amazon Prime. Cool. All right. Okay. Okay. So my final thing here is Raya and the Last Dragon. It is out at theaters. Or you could pay $29.99 to premiere access. And then you can watch it as many times as you want for as long as you want forever and ever and ever until you die. Or Disney Plus goes away on Disney Plus. Otherwise, if you wait until June, then you could see it free or with you know free with your Disney Plus subscription. Is it all the way until June? It's all the way until June, like the beginning of June, is when wow. it won't be available. It won't be available on Disney Plus until the beginning of June. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, we were wondering, like, okay, are we going to pay thirty dollars for this? So tell me, am I going to pay $30 for this? Yeah. yeah. Is it worth the $30 for Raya and the Last Dragon? Because we all know Mulan wasn't really worth the $30. Yeah. It really wasn't. I don't think it was. Yeah. Raya and the Last Dragon is a, a, a new story. It's a brand new story. It, it takes place in this fi- fictional enchanted land called Kumandra. And there's a history of dragons and these other creatures that turn people to stone and a big war of these two beings. And they, the dragons get rid of the other beasts. I can't remember what they're called and it doesn't really matter. And then, but the dragons are all still stone while the people have come back to life. And this causes a break by everybody and their land, like the waterway on this Kumandra land, is in the shape of a dragon. So each group becomes a body part of the dragon. Like each of their kingdoms is heart, fang, spine, talon, and tail. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of like uh, South Asian imagery and looks to to the world. And it's all voiced by Raya is voiced by Kelly Marie Tran from Star Wars fame. Oh, that's Aquaf- cool. Yeah. Aquafina is in it. 
Daniel Day Kim is in it, Benedict Wan, and Sandra O. Oh. Also, Alan Tudyk is the voice of the little hedgehogs, the little roly hedgehog guy named Tuk Tuk. Okay. If you want to hear Alan Tudyk speak no words whatsoever, he just makes noises. <laughs> well, and he's probably better on that than Resident Alien. Ho! Oh. Okay, yeah, so... It's a really, it's a nice story. It has a lot about uh, trust and uh, just being open to other ideas and other people is kind of the, the fable of sorts and the moral of the story. Aquafina is like, she makes this really, she really makes this, honestly. If she wasn't the dragon in this, I don't know if it would be worth watching, quite honestly. It's kind of dry otherwise, but Aquafina brings the life into it. And the the actual animation of this, the mm. artwork, the dragon isn't like a scaly dragon. The dragon is like this plush furry dragon. The okay. hair on the dragon, the hair on the people look so real. But the thing that really got me is the when it's raining or when the dragon is swimming in the water, the wet fur look and the wet hair. Holy shit. Yeah. They really animated that so well. Like I've never seen wet fur in animation that looks so real. Well, Disney that is is awesome. so is so good at that. I remember that with Sully from Monsters Inc., Monsters Incorporated. Just looking at his fur when it blows. Uh-huh. You know, just how they pay attention to each blade of fur. Yeah. Is yeah. remarkable. Yeah. But and and the human hair and when her when Raya's hair is wet because it's raining, I'm just like, I've never seen animated wet hair and fur look so good. I mean, you know, I, it, maybe I'm just not remembering from seeing it on a screen, but I do know that in some, you know, Toy Story and some of the Monsters, Inc. movies from seeing on the screen, the hair didn't look quite so, like the digital animation on hair just wasn't quite mm, there yet. Yeah. This one, it's there. And on my TV, it looked amazing. It looked mm. like, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, wow. but it's not worth the thirty dollars. Well, you got to think about um, how are you going to consume this movie? Is it just you and your wife sitting on the couch watching it? No, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't pay thirty dollars for that. Is it you and your sister and all of her kids, and you're watching it a bajillion times over and over again? Then yes, thirty dollars is worth it right now. Okay. If you're going to have a bunch of, if you've got kids and you know they're going to watch this repeatedly, $30 is worth it to watch it repeatedly before June. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Especially with all the commercials out now. And if you're somebody who, not that we condone this, who shares their Disney Plus login with other people. What? I don't even know what you're talking about. That's unheard of and wrong. Totally wrong. But for those who <laughs> might Sorry, consider doing that, yeah, I think paying $30 to know that more than just you alone will watch it, yes. Yeah. 
if you want to watch something that Disney based that isn't all based in white European trappings, Raya and the Last Dragon is actually for you. I mean, it's got stuff that's from reminiscent of Cambodia, the Philippines, Thailand, Malaysia, Laos, Vietnam. And, you know, these places aren't really in much American anything, much less Disney movies. And that this is trying to take all of that South Asia and ball it into one big thing to serve it up to white people is how I'm seeing this Mm. to try to feel more inclusive. The, the world they've built looks really cool. Yeah. It looks really cool. The, they, there's a lot of uh, martial arts fighting and sword fights going on in this. Um, And I, that whole underlying like moral of the story of trust and trusting Mm -hmm. in others even when they've proven they can't be trusted or even or the the those preconceptions we have about different groups of people that we've never met before that we've only heard stories of from childhood like the mm-hmm. people from tail they're all i don't know they're all fighting and deserty and dirty from the desert or whatever they don't really say that but that kind of a thing you we, you get the idea that there's certain mindsets about these other people from these other kingdoms and what they're like where you got to learn that that that's not right that that isn't right. the way things are and that's what this is doing okay so well then i then i look forward to june cuz i do want to see it it looks amazing yeah it does just, it is I, amazing to look at definitely and I, I guess like what the I will. Story. Ha- the story was heartwarming. I guess what I'll have to do is not that anybody would condone sharing any kind of password. I will have to check in on certain people who shall remain nameless to see if their family would be interested in seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. Um, yeah. All right. So. Ryan the Last Dragon. Ryan the Last Dragon, if you have a large family who will watch it repeatedly, absolutely, you will get your money's worth by dropping the $30 between now and June for the kids to watch it day in, day out, over and over again. There right. are There's no like musical numbers that will drive you insane, but the Dragon Sisu, voiced by Aquafina is so fun to watch and the yeah. hair like that 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 fur the coloring of the fur just is gorgeous i want a stuffed animal sisu that's all i'm gonna say and that's why disney makes it fluffy <laughs> yes yeah that's right <laughs> duh all right but if so it's, the last if it's just oh, you I'm and sorry. your if it's just you and your uh, significant other are the only ones in the house who will ever watch this Wait until June. Don't you don't need to. There is nothing earth shattering that you will miss if you wait until June. Okay. So the last movie that I have to that uh, that I have to talk about. Um, that was a Freudian slip, but I should. <laughs> is coming to America. 
the the numeral two, and and it's the sequel to Coming to America, Eddie Murphy's movie that just dropped on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and almost the entire cast is back. I'll start with some of the fun things, and then I'll get into some of the serious shit that I have a problem with with this movie. So they brought back everybody. Do you did you see Coming to America when it came out? I had just started working at the movie theater when this came out, mm-hmm. and every time I would enter the theater to clean or to take my break, it was always at the same spot. Which spot was that? They're in the not really McDonald's. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the McDowells. Yes. yes. I have never seen this movie all the way through. No. Okay. So if you have, if you have been a fan of coming to America, there is a lot of fan service that is paid to you from different characters to situations. And even like minor, minor characters come back for this sequel. Louis Anderson was a big comedian in the 80s. And they even bring him back for a small little thing, and he's still working at McDowell's. <laughs> wow. Awesome. So the only person that they could not bring back was Madge Sinclair. Mm-hmm. Because, unfortunately, Madge Sinclair passed away in real life. And the the beautiful thing about coming to America and The Lion King is that James Earl Jones and Madge Sinclair played king and queen in coming to america and they played the parents of um the little lion cub in the lion king together as well okay so that's where my enjoyment of this movie ended Mm. and i and i and and david shout out to david um He asked me, so what's my review of it? And I said, well, what worked in 1988 does not work in 2021. And I think that that's exactly the way I have to phrase it. Because a lot of those same characters that they bring back recycle the same tired jokes. Mm. So, you know, they're bringing it back. So you go, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was funny back in the day. But just because it was funny back in the day doesn't make it funny now. Mm-hmm. And the whole story centers on the fact that. So James Earl Jones plays the king of Zamunda. And he is dying, which makes Eddie Murphy king. And he is at almost a war stage with Wesley Snipes and his tribe. Wesley Snipes in this movie plays sort of like a warlord type character. And he, and they make a joke out of, here's one problem I had. They make a joke out of warlords and the children that are in their tribes who are brought up to do nothing but fight and kill. And and there's a scene where he's all sitting around like he's telling story time. And then he tells the kids, okay, go play with your, your, your Kalishnikov gun. <laughs> like, all right, I get that you're trying to be funny, but there was a story just in the news about a whole group of kids who just got, you know, found safely after being taken by a kind of group like that. Um, so I didn't find that charming at all. Um, 
There's also, and, and I hate to say this, but I, I have to look at it with 2021 eyes. There's a sexual assault that takes place in this movie. Oh. And I, and I don't think anybody is going to pick up on it because it's played for laughs and it's about a man and not a woman. So I'm going to describe a situation to you, but I'm going to change the pronouns of it. A woman takes a man back to his apartment, gets him high. He blacks out. She has sex with him and becomes pregnant. That's coming to America. If I switch the pronouns around, a man takes a woman back to her apartment, drugs her up, she blacks out, has sex with her, and she becomes pregnant. We're talking about a whole different type of, of movie, right? Uh, yeah, but to me, both of them are, t- are just equally as awful. And and that's my point. They're yeah. awful, but it's played for laughs because yeah. the plot of this movie revolves around the fact that in Zamunda, you need a male ruler to take over the throne. So through this one instance of Eddie Murphy being taken and he didn't even know it, he sired a son. <laughs> and the woman that he sired the son with is played by Leslie Jones from Saturday Night Live. Okay. The irony is their son's character is the best character in this whole movie. He actually is the heart of this movie because he plays a kid who is trying his best to show that he's worth more than how he looks or how he dresses and all that. And then he finds out that he is a prince in Zamunda Mm -hmm. and he goes there. Imagine if Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger character from, from Black Panther instead of being bad, was being good and slowly being brought into this world as a fish out of water, learning that not only are you a prince, but there are all these trials that you have to go to to become a prince to eventually become a king. Yeah, yeah. That was a lot of heart in that movie. And this movie is also rated PG-13, where the original movie was rated R. Mm-hmm. So the more and more I thought about it, I was just like, wait a minute. Not that you should never joke about any kind of instance of anybody assaulting anybody, but that would have got been gotten away with in 1988. A lot more would have gotten away, been gotten away with in the eighties and it just doesn't play here. And, and to me it was just wrong. Yeah. And, And well, and add to the fact that men being sexually assaulted they are getting written off and not treated with the same kind of urgency and respect as victims as women are and this yeah. this storyline here making it a joke just perpetuates that stereotype of men cannot be assault sex men cannot be sexually assaulted by a woman yeah but they can and they they are. absolutely can they absolutely can and absolutely and that, are yeah but to, but to have it played for a joke and a plot point and that that's i feel that's to tasteless, me to be honest with you and and yes at the very base it is tasteless at the most it's just blatantly offensive 
Mm-hmm. Because if you switched the the genders of the characters around, we're talking about a whole different kind of 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 movie. Yeah. So, do I recommend coming to America? I have to say no, oh. and and not just because, you know, not just because of that one instance and that one scene, because that that in and of itself is worth not recommending it for. But taking that out of it, the rest of it is just tired old shit. Oh man, okay. It's just it's just tired, and you. I wanted to see new things happen with these characters, or, or at least have better writing. I wanted to laugh, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed Eddie Murphy when he was younger. Eddie Murphy, like nineteen eighty to nineteen eighty five. Eddie Murphy. So Trading Places, Forty Eight Hours. Um, uh, uh, Beverly Hills Cop, that sort of thing. That's the Eddie Murphy that I know and love. I can't watch his concert films anymore because they're rife with misogyny and 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 homophobia and all that stuff. And I and I have to say that his persona carries through in this movie too. And. I just can't recommend it. If you want to take a walk down memory lane, watch the original coming to America. And I also think that the PG 13 movie or the PG 13 hurts this film too, because one of the funniest things in the original one is where he's standing out on a balcony in Queens and he's yelling out and somebody says, Hey, fuck you. And he, and (laughs) Eddie Murphy says, yes, yes, fuck you too. And he, and he, and he thinks that it's this welcome. And that to me is funny. That to me is funny. But when you take the tired old jokes of McDowell's at just wrapping that back around, yes, we get it. McDowell's is a McDonald's ripoff. He's still being sued by McDonald's for creating something called the McFlurby instead of the (laughs) McFlurry. You know, after a while, like, come on, man. Like, what if the guy had come up with, like, like, um, instead of Wendy's, it was more like Wanda's or something like that, where, you know, he, he created not the Baconator, but the, but the Bacon Terminator or some shit like that. I'm just spitballing, but that's my gist. <laughs> anyway, it's on Amazon Prime. It is free. Oh, it's free. Okay. Yes, it's free on Amazon Prime. So you do not have to pay any additional money to see it. Okay. I would have been pissed if I pay if I paid to see this. Ah, good to know. Okay. It, I really would have been. And one thing that I am truly a sucker for, one of the things that I really love about this movie is when when companies take a logo, like their studio logo, and do something interesting with it. Well, in the original movie, it's made by both of these are made by Paramount, and they use the Paramount Mountain, and you go over the Paramount Mountain, and it becomes the Kingdom of Zamunda. Ah. I have I have always loved that, always. <laughs> and they do it again here, and I'm like, okay, cool, but that's. <laughs> Okay, cool. Oh, man. Yeah, just I. Uh, You're not impressed anymore. I'm not impressed anymore. Oh. I'm, I'm sorry, but when the first movie came out, I was 17. I'm 50 now. Give me something new. Give me something better. And give me something more sensitive than a man being assaulted and him mm. siring a son. I mean, they could have. 
they didn't have to make it where he was assaulted. They could have made it where he got totally shit faced drunk. Right. Right. And he remembers it, but it's it's like a vague memory and he can't remember her face or something. Right. That I think is more amusing than he was drugged and passed and and out cold and she assaults him. Right, because if in the original movie, and they do a brilliant job of de-aging, though, because they had to refilm those scenes to make it look like it happened on that night that they went to the nightclub in the first movie. Okay. The de-aging is on point. Mm-hmm. It was. I thought that it was a deleted scene, honestly. Oh, wow. But I will say this, and I, and I will end it on, I will try to end it on a slightly positive note. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful seeing a cast of all black people. And I like how that and Black Panther, the production values on those films, the production values on on projects like Raya and and project value, you know, just production values on a lot of 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 projects for people of color are just so much better now that that was nice to see. I just yeah. wish that it was that it that it wrapped around a better story and one that wasn't kind of offensive. Hmm. So, coming to America, bleh. Maybe right. they'd be better off watching Ashfall. <laughs> <laughs> you can defuse a volcano just with a nuclear bomb down in a specific <sighs> tunnel. Yeah, it's such bullshit. <laughs> Anyway, but everybody log on to the watchlistpod.com, click on that contact us button or go to your social media at symbol, the watchlist pod. Let us know, are you going to watch coming to America, coming to America, or are you going to watch Ashfall and learn how to defuse a volcano with a <laughs> nuclear weapon? Fuck. Um, you know any of the things? Any of the things? Are you gonna watch it? Or Raya or, and the Last Dragon? Or Raya and the Last Dragon? Will you let us know your thoughts on that? And celebrate with us our 100th episode, people. We appreciate a hundred. We appreciate all of your ears all over the world, wherever you are listening to us. We thank you, whether it is on a walking path or whether it is in a in a nice coffee shop where you can yell out, hey, I'm listening to the watch list with Patty and Bill. Y'all need to check this out. Yeah. Yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it. Everybody's doing it. All right. We're going to and I have to say, I'm going this is going to be a huge tease. Consider this our mid credit tease like in Marvel. I have seen a movie I can't talk about yet. <gasps> what? I have I have already seen a big time movie that I cannot talk about yet. But I will coordinate with you when we can record it so that on the day that it drops, our episode drops. Oh, but how do I see this movie? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Anyway. All right, so the tease. <laughs> All right. Anyway, anyway thanks so, for listening, everybody. <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate your ears. Still mask up, be safe, and we will talk to you later. Okay, okay bye. bye.